Good evening, family. My name is Lily, and I am an overeater, and I'm very blessed to be here online and to be speaking because that's um, that's what we do today. I mean, we give it away and when we want it and when we don't want it. And um, I'm just very blessed that I can give it out because they always say you give it to somebody that really needs it, a newcomer or somebody that has a lot, a lot of time like me that really needs it. So I'm blessed. I'm totally blessed. Um, yes, I, I come from a family um, of overeaters. They, uh, my father used to eat a lot and drink, so I had a, a very I had a very dysfunctional family. Um, my father was a very dysfunctional man. Um, he used to eat a lot and drink. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I used to see him eat, and I never wanted to be like my father in the food and the drinking part of my life. And I wind up being just like him. And it was very, very hard, you know, as you're young to um, stay away from that food because, I, I, you know, I came from a very dysfunctional family and my father abused me physically, mentally, and spiritually so that the food was my comfort. Um, I felt that, you know, the food kept me happy. And it, it wasn't true, you know, but I thought when I was young, that's what it did. And, um, and I used to bring food to my room. I used to eat, you know, um, when I was in school, everybody's lunch, um, if they had lunch. And my father used to send me to school like a raggedy Ann, you know, um, the same clothes I've had for a week. He used to send me with holes in my shoes and, um, you know, and he didn't care how, you know, not brush my hair or anything. And my grandmother, you know, took care of me for so many years and she passed away. And my father put my mother in an institution and for permanently, and um, so I didn't have nobody to defend me, only but him. And um, I was very scared of my father, you know, because I know what he did to me. And, you know, and it was just, it just went on, you know, for so many years that he used to hate my guts because um, I looked just like my mother. And I used to hear him, I used to hear him argue with my grandmother about me. But, you know, um, I've learned in the process of growing as I got older um, to let things go, and it was very hard to let things go because as I got older, um, I started to see more things, and you know, and I and I hated him. <coughs> Excuse me, I hated him for what he did to my grandmother. You know, um, he mistreated my grandmother very bad, and 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 mistreated my my mother. You know, I went to see my mother very, very sick in the hospital, in a mental institution, and she was in her last days, and he said that she was dead and she was alive. So I saw her when she died of cancer in the pancreas, and, you know, and it was very hard for me to um, see that, you know, um, because my father was such a bad father. Um, just to say that my father sexually didn't abuse me, but he did other things that abused, and it made me, you know, think I was very angry for many, many years, and it took me many, many years to get over it. And it's still, sometimes I take it out of the shelf, and then I put it back, and I talk to my sponsor about it, and no matter how many years it is, I still think about it, you know, because I was abused. Um, I could never forget. My father did die of a brain tumor. Um, he was he used to drive a bus, and um, and he collapsed over the wheel. They took him to because I lived in the Bronx at that time, and he took him to Jacoby Hospital, 
and they um, they took him and they operated him and he came out successfully um, out of the surgery, but he um, hemorrhaged after that and he died. Um, I didn't go I didn't go see him in the in the cemetery, in the funeral when they had services because my father was never good to me, and I have two sisters and one brother, and he was never never good to me. So when he passed away. Um, my sisters wanted to claim what he had, and I didn't want anything. I didn't want nothing that he had, because if he wasn't alive and he didn't treat me right, now that he's dead, I don't want it. And um, they got angry with me because of the fact that I didn't claim what I was supposed to claim. But it's okay. It's okay because I was being honest. <clears throat> um, it went on, and I became, you know, I became an overeater. I did. I used to overeat and I used to drink over, you know, over my sorrows. I got very depressed because of what I went through. And every time that I, you know, that I thought about it, I ate more and I drank more. And, you know, I had a good job. I worked in a hospital. I worked in Mount Sinai Hospital and a registered nurse. And um, it didn't stop me from doing what I was supposed to do, but I always had that trauma. I was traumatized, you know, physically, mentally, and spiritually. I was traumatized from my father. And it was something that I would never forget. But when, as I kept coming to meetings, they kept telling me that things will get better as I kept coming. And it was very, very hard for me because I had to work the steps. And I knew my sponsor way before um, because I worked with her. We worked together in Mount Sinai. And I'd asked her. She was losing a lot of weight. And I asked her, where did she lose all that weight? And she told me that she goes to a program. And I said, wow, how much does it cost? And she says, it doesn't cost her nothing. Um, If you want to put a dollar in the basket, it's up to you. And I went, no. And she said, yeah, come, just come with me. And I did. And I was very shaky, was very nervous that day. I met a lot of nice ladies. And um, I stood in the program. You know, I stood in the program. And I got to listen to learn and learn to listen. And I was blessed by these ladies that helped me through my crisis. Um, I got very, very sick. Um, I I got a nervous breakdown and I was in a hospital um, for almost eight months um, because of my trauma and because of my ex-husband and, you know, all these things that were happening to me. You know, he cheated on me and he lied to me. And, you know, so I, I, you know, I had a lot of things that were happening to me as I was, you know, as I was... um, not drinking, not eating. And um, I lost a lot of weight. I was 350 pounds, and I went down to 150. And till today, I still maintain myself nicely. And I do eat, you know, I eat the right foods. And, and I do measure my foods. And, you know, I, I want to continue living, you know, because I remember when I went to the doctor, the doctor told me that if I don't change my way of eating, I'm going to die. And that scared me a little bit, you know. But I went back out there, and um, I didn't believe it. And when I got, you know, got sick, I said, whoa, let me just come into the program and get honest with my eating. And I did. I really, really did. And I got honest with my eating and my drinking. And I said to myself that I promised, because, you know, I always promised to God that I was not going to do this again, and I wound up doing it all over again. And that was like a promise, yes, no, maybe so. And I didn't do that anymore. I got tired of doing it. And I really maintained myself till today for so many years that I'm in the program. Um, 
you know, I love this program because it's giving me back my life. Um, I almost died, like I said. Um, I didn't want to live at one time because I, I did commit suicide. And unfortunately, I, I, you know, I tell the truth. I don't lie anymore about my past. I don't need to lie anymore. And you guys understand me. Um, I did try to commit suicide, and I did try to kill myself. And it, it wasn't worth it. You know, I was in uh, ICU, and they had to pump my stomach, and I went through a lot. And, um, and then I was many, many months in the hospital because of what happened to me. I, I don't ever want to, I, I could say one day at a time, I don't ever want that to happen to me again. And I got to meet a lot of people as I kept coming to meetings. You know, I kept sitting up front, you know, listen to learn, learn to listen. I got telephone numbers. I got a home group, you know, and the main thing, I got a sponsor. And I started to believe in my higher power. And, um, you know, and I had to do the next right thing to keep myself in check. And if I didn't do that, I know that I wasn't working my program properly and honestly. And the thing was, the main thing was for me was to be honest because I always lied about everything. I didn't want you to know me, but I definitely didn't want to know you. And that's the way I was, you know, because everything in my house was a secret. So I lived like that for many, many years, you know, and um, I didn't want to live like that anymore. I want people to know me and who I was and what I was going through. And, you know, and I went through a lot. I can actually say that I had to crawl before I walked. And I did a lot of crawling, let me tell you, and a lot of crying because um, I had to learn. You know, I had to learn. And the only way that I was going to learn was by crawling and by, you know, by crying. And I did a lot of crying because I, I didn't have anything to fulfill that, you know, anymore. I had to I had to front myself already and started to face myself with reality. And I didn't want to do that, and I learned how to do that. Because, see, everything that we did and that I did <coughs> was not to face myself. I wanted to not face myself. So what I did was I ate. You know, I ate a lot, and I did eat a lot. And it wasn't just one thing. It was a whole bunch of stuff. And it was killing me because every time I thought about certain things, the only thing that I would rejoice was the food. And when I went to the supermarket, I was the happiest person running on two feet because I was going to get just what I wanted, you know, just what we wanted. And I wasn't doing the next right thing. It was not going to make me happy. I was going into the supermarket to kill myself. And I can realize this, you know, realize it today that it wasn't a joke. It was being realistic about myself. You know, and it was just like the drink. You know, I was going into, you know, buying a, a bottle and not realizing that I was going to die. And I could have, you know, intoxicate myself very easy. And I didn't care. You know, I didn't care about anything. My life was unmanageable. So I didn't care. I didn't give a darn what I did and what I didn't do because that's the way I ran my life. Even though I had a good job and made money, it didn't matter. You know, I wasn't happy for myself. I was very lonely. And I did have a lonely life, even though I had a husband that, you know, I mean, he was a husband, and, you know, and I still was lonely. I still had that emptiness. You know, I still carried that crutch that I wanted to let go of that crutch, and I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to grow, and I learned how to grow all over again. I learned how to start behaving, acting like a lady, you know, doing the next right thing from this program, because this program has shown me, you know, to act like a lady, 
you know, and stop cursing and all that stuff that I used to like, I used to enjoy doing, you know, and I don't need to do that anymore, you know. Um, so I, you know, I learned how to forgive myself, you know, because if I didn't, and, and I made a lot of amends. I, I try, you know, I, I, people that were alive, people that were deceased, I made it in the spirit, but the people that were alive, I made a, a lot of amends, you know, because I was, I did have a big mouth. And I did hurt a lot of people's feelings, you know, even in my job. And I owed them an amends, and I went to them, and I said I was very, very sorry the way I spoke to you. So I did that. I did, I did what, I, what my sponsor said to me, you know, do it. You know, not think about it, but do it. And I used to listen to her. Everything that she said to me, I listened, you know, and um, I never doubted her that she was going to tell me the wrong thing. I knew she was going to tell me the right thing. And that's why, you know, I adore her so much today because if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have been in this program, you know, um, and my higher power, of course. And, um, you know, I love this meeting. This is my home group. Um, I love it. I love the people in the fellowship. I love the, I love the people that share in, in, in the meeting. And I, I'm glad I have a home group. <clears throat> and um, especially in my home group that, you know, I know the people already. So that makes me feel comfortable. You know, I, I don't make myself feel uncomfortable. And when I do, I dismiss myself and I say, I'm sorry, excuse me, you know, and I'm honest about it. But I don't have to do that today. I do feel comfortable. And um, and I don't have a big mouth. I try not to. You know, I'm willing to change my behaviors because I had a very bad behavior problem. And... um. And, I'm, you know, I'm willing to, I had to be willing to do that because they say when you get into the program, you have to be willing to change everything, not just half of it, but you have to change everything. You know, your behavior, you know, your sense of doing things. And, you know, and I had to do that because I had really bad behaviors and I didn't care about nothing. And now I do. I really, really do. I really feel that, you know, recovery has changed me 100%. You know, and um, I'm I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be a perfect person, but it has changed me enough to realize that I can be a better person and help other people that are just coming into a room of OA and um, or people like me that have been suffering and go through their changes because we all go through our changes and help them because that's what it's about. You know, it's about helping one another. You know, it's about a we fellowship. But we cannot do it alone. We can do it together. And that's what I love about it. You know, and I loved about the whole thing about it is when when I went to a meeting, we all hold hands and we all said the serenity prayer, and that kept me coming back. Mm-hmm. And I felt so blessed, so comfortable. Thank you, and I felt so comfortable. Okay, family. So I really thank you for letting me share my experience, strength, and hope. And I hope that somebody got something out of this. And um, keep coming back. It works if you work it. Don't be alone. You're not alone. Okay. Thank you. My number is, my name is Lily and I am a sponsor, and my number, my phone number is 646-316-6529. You could either text me or call me. And I would like the topic for today is Susan.